So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Cruise FM presents The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James P. White. For Arden Roof Systems, there's more to your roof than just shingles. You gotta come on. Bang, 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 bang. Here we go. Good morning, boys. Good morning. Morning. We got an interesting show today. Um, we'll talk about my betting strategy. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, nasal damage has a new onesie. Mm-hmm. It's called... It's not what? called a onesie. I can't remember what they're called. It's, it's not called a onesie. It's tights, basically. Isn't that a onesie? It's a one-piece onesie. Yeah, it's a onesie. Yeah. Okay. It's got a thong back on it. No, it doesn't have a thong back. <laughs> Do you snap it from underneath? Yeah, it's got snaps. <laughs> no, it doesn't. See, that's why it's not called a onesie. <laughs> it's called a singlet. Can we swaddle you? <laughs> Great. going to need practicing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And bag milk from Oilers Nation on today as well. Talk about where the Oilers are at. That was a pretty decent game last night. All right. On um, this day, what what's the year again here? Hang on. I'll find it. It's 2023. No, no. Oh, thanks, Jimmy. Thanks. Yeah, you're so much 1973, help. 1973. March 29th. Dr. Hook ended up on the cover of the Rolling Stones. So this seemed appropriate to kick off the show this morning. <laughs> you're in the locker room on 95.7 Cruise FM. Yesterday, I... I tried my new betting strategy. Okay. So you're just getting deeper and deeper into this gambling thing. Well, as I learn more about it, I'm um, I'm figuring it out a bit, right? Like what, what I can and can't do. Mm-hmm. So my strategy yesterday was because I only made two bets on the game from the other night. Okay? Okay. And I only got one of the two bets. So I lost a little bit of money, mm-hmm. okay? And then I was thinking, well, if I make three bets and I get two of three, then I'm going to win some money. It was like uh, Oilers won, McDavid didn't score. Yeah. And so you didn't really win any money. I didn't really win any money. So I thought, well, if I want to win money, if I want to keep adding to my pot, I've got to try to make three bets. So yesterday I made three bets. I met. I bet that... That McDavid, McDavid hasn't scored in three games, hmm. so I bet that McDavid would score, Leon would score, and that um, they would make the the under, which is six point five. Okay, they scored five points between the two teams in the first period. Yeah, so <laughs> that one wasn't that one didn't go well. It wasn't happening. <laughs> but the other two, uh, McDavid Drysdale scored, but yeah, McDavid didn't score. Yeah, yeah. So, so your, your betting strategy failed already. It's already failed. I thought so, you had figured it out. I thought this was it. I was on to something. You were going to be retired soon. Yeah. I, I still have $100 in there. I have a feeling this is going to go really bad, and he's going to end up living on the street My wife, after gambling his my life wife away. Is, she was like, I don't, want to, I, I don't want to be around you when you're talking about this. I don't want to. Because she came up last night. She's over it. And she was like, okay, what's happening? And and uh, she came up at the end of the first period mm-hmm. and she says, so what did you bet on? What what are you cheering for tonight? And I said, well, I need, Leon's already scored. I need McDavid to score. And I need them to not score any more goals in the whole game. Just McDavid because it was 3-2. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was the final 7-4? Seven, 7-4, seven, seven, yeah. Uh, you know what? And I almost threw another bet down on Nuge because I was like, he's going to roll. I think he got five points last night. Mm-hmm. He's going to have a 100-point season. Yeah, Nuge had five. I saw an interesting <laughs> tweet. It was, in 2010-2011, rookie Jordan Eberle led the Oilers in scoring with 43 points. 
Yeah, it's crazy McDavid this year. David has 143 right now. Yeah. It's well, and I mean, it's one of the highest scoring seasons in the NHL since 1995 mm-hmm. or something like that. So the whole league has gone up, but I think you know what's crazy about this year is um Jack Campbell, and I, I saw this on Oilers Nation. He has a record number of wins with a goalie that has four or more goals oh, really? in every game. <laughs> it's kind of like old school hockey. I mean, I know it's, Grant Fuhr was letting four in a night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Jack Campbell's got one of the worst save percentages in the NHL. He still has 14 wins on the, <laughs> under his belt, right? Actually, we've got Bag Milken from Oilers Nation um, around 9 o'clock this morning Yeah, um, to chat about Oilers. Do you, do you still have more than $100 in your bet? Three six five account. Um, I have one hundred dollars and fifteen cents. All right, swear all right. to God. <laughs> You're in the locker room on ninety five seven Cruise FM. Okay, explain who Wes Anderson is for those who might not. He might not be on their radar. Film director, writer, and he does um, kind of weird movies. Like they're always a little strange. Grand Budapest Hotel with Bill Murray. Uh, yeah, Bill Murray's in a lot of his movies. Same with Bruce Willis was as well. Uh, Moonrise Kingdom. That was Bruce Willis, Ed Norton, Bill Murray. Fantastic Mr. Fox, Isle of Dogs, um, Royal Tenenbaums. Like, yeah, people love his movies, but they're weird. They're different. Yeah, they're different. They're, I, I really like Moonrise Kingdom. Um, I really I'm gonna watch that. One. It's a yeah. It's a, it's an interesting movie. I'm not a Wes Anderson fan. Like I'm not. Um, I'm not going out of my way to watch his movies. I uh, listen. I couldn't even tell you what any of his movies are about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know anything about this guy. I know his name when he when he comes up. I'm like, okay, that's yeah, that's that Budapest hotel guy, mm-hmm. right? But I don't understand what the the draw is, the attraction. You're saying that he's kind of like Quentin Tarantino in that Hollywood. If you get a chance to work with him, yeah. which might make this make sense. Yeah, people want to be in his movies. There's some, there's some, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Some swagger there to be in a Wes Anderson movie. Okay. Um, so his new one is called Asteroid City. And so it's in June. Out in June. It's um, a fictional American desert town in 1955. But check out. Um, like, and then the this cast is insane. Is, this is nuts. So the cast includes Scarlett Johansson, Tom Hanks, Jason Schwartzman, Jeffrey Wright, um, Brian Cranston, Edward Norton, Liev Schreiber. Uh, I think I'm saying that right. He's Leave, from that yeah. show you like. Um, What's that show again? Oh, damn it. Um, he plays a uh, like a fixer for Hollywood. Yeah, I son of a. I couldn't watch it because I'm a little triggered by him. Um, Ray Donovan. Ray Donovan. That's such a great show. I loved that show. Steve Carell, Matt Dillon, Willem Dafoe, Margot Robbie, um, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Bill Murray was supposed to be in it. William Dafoe. Bill Murray was supposed to be in it, but I guess he got COVID before they started filming, and they replaced him with Steve Carell. So. This is insane. Yeah. This is nuts. Has there ever been a movie like this where this much talent is is packed into one? I've seen. Um, like, how do you even pay that? That Like, I'm, I'm trying to think. There's been a couple that have, like, failed because there's almost too much talent and then they didn't do the script properly. But this is going to be good, I think. Okay. Yeah. I might even go out of my way to see this just based on who's in it. Yeah. It's just oh, I think a lot of people will, yeah. I thought this was a joke. Mm-hmm. I, I legit thought that this was some sort of a, a prank. Like, look at look who's in this movie, and they're all sort of... Because the, the poster is fake. Like, there's no, none of them are actually in the just poster. Just their names. Yeah. Just their name, and then it's like, um, like an illustration of a... Yeah, people... Like, when I look at... Uh, movies with crazy casts. They're like uh, uh, The Outsiders, Matt Dillon, yeah. Ralph Macchio, Patrick but, Swayze. But, that, but that was different. And yeah. like, they all became stars yeah. after the fact, right? Exactly. Even even Pulp Fiction's mentioned. But I mean, at the time, John Travolta was he washed was, up. And, yeah. And there's been nothing and, like this. Yeah. This is this is kind of unique. Anyway, you're in the locker room. 
on 95.7 Cruise FM. This asteroid city with that crazy cast we were just talking about. <clears throat> like, it, it's insane. Yeah. Probably the biggest collection of stars ever to sort of be involved in one project. Like, big stars. Mm-hmm. But a couple came in when we were talking about it. Some movies that are at least can be part of the conversation. Seven eight zero nine eight nine zero nine five seven. So the, um, the movie movie forty three has come in a couple times. Yeah, that was a big cast. Um, I don't even know what but that is. That was a. That's an example of when I was saying a big cast and then the movie was terrible. It didn't work. That one, everyone signed up for. Jeremy, uh, Hugh Jackman, Kate Winslet, Elizabeth Banks, Emma Stone, Halle Berry, Chris Pratt, Anna Faris. Terrence Howard, wow! Jim, like it just keeps going and going. Stephen Merchant, Dennis Quaid, Gerard Butler, Kristen Bell, Bob Odenkirk, Naomi Watts. Don't even remember that Jason movie because it was terrible. Okay, <laughs> that's why? Okay, it was. Um, yeah, it was. It was twelve different directors, like well. Elizabeth Banks, Bob Odenkirk. They all directed. Okay, yeah, it was. It was really bad. It's got four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Mars Attacks came in from Clifton. <laughs> Actually, I didn't remember it having that big of a cast, but Jack Nicholson, Danny DeVito, That's Lisa right. Marie, Jack Black, Glenn Close, Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> Uh, and that was more Michael of a J. Sh- Fox. Like Mars Attacks is kind of like one of those culty kind of yeah. shtick kind of movies, right? Sarah Jessica Parker, Natalie Portman, yeah, yeah. Martin Short. Yeah, that one that one has quite a cast to it. Um, the Ex- Expendables obviously came in. Ah, does that count, though? I think that was basically brought in all these action stars that yeah. don't do a lot of action stuff. Anymore, anymore. Yeah, yeah I, I get that. Not the same as this asteroid city, this Wes, Wes Anderson project. Can, but, cannonball can, Run, Burt Reynolds, Jackie Chan, okay, Roger Moore, Farrah yes. Fawcett, Dean Martin. And Sammy those were Davis. actually not bad. Back in the day, they probably Peter don't Fonda. hold up now, but <laughs> yeah, you, made me, you made me watch one for um, Cannonball Run, probably the first one, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Tropic Thunder. First, take a big step back and literally f*** your own face! <laughs> That's honestly one of Tom Cruise's best roles, is that it's, movie. He was so good in that. <laughs> Can we play a tune from the soundtrack? Yes. A little war! You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. So we talked about this yesterday, and I remember even saying out loud, we've got listeners. People listen to us from, like, right across the, the, the country, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's somebody in Edson that was listening yesterday. Well, and, and of course there was. Yeah. We had an Edson listener that um, sent me a note saying that Jimmy has some competition for his male dance troupe hot mess gig on Saturday at Peeler's in Edson. So Saturday night, if you're in Edson, Body Heat will be making oh. its way to the nudie bar. Why did I have hot mess? <laughs> because you just did the... Because it's Body, body Heat. Oh, Body Heat. Okay. So it's and a Jimmy, bunch of strippers and then Jimmy and... Jimmy's on the poster. If you want to yeah. have a look at the poster, I, I sent it out. My favorite thing with the posters, it's all these dudes with six, what, eight packs. <laughs> like, they're not even six packs. And then Jimmy in a thong in his living room. <laughs> in the dead sadness. In the corner. Yeah. And, with special guest Hugh Hafner. And, and the best thing is, is I was watching a, a, body, a body heat video. And they're doing handstands on chairs and, and and stuff like that. And I can't even do a handstand. That's what I was saying. Was, was you need that, a routine. You need a, this isn't just in the back of a party bus. This is on stage. Like... Do you know your songs? Do you have music picked up? Uh, anyway, uh, this listener was like, there's a really big charity event in town on Saturday, this big trivia thing. And he's like, Jimmy's going to be fighting for, for uh, is there some crossover there with audience? Well, I, I asked him, I, I was going back and forth with him, and I said, is there an outside chance that it ends early and that maybe they'll all be looking for some entertainment, <laughs> you know, after the fact? And he's like, well, I think it ends at 10 because he's going to the trivia thing. <laughs> and I said, well, you'll have to see if you can get some people from the trivia charity night to head on down to Peelers at Edson so you're, after the fact. Your big competition, you're going to be stripping Saturday night in Edson. Your competition is the April Fool's Day trivia. 
Trivia Night, brought to you by Edson Seniors Transportation Society, and it's happening at the Legion. I was told it's a big event, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, son of a bitch. Oh, I love it. So funny. You got to go check out the poster. I yeah. when I got the uh, my hands on the poster, I just I just about peed my pants. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> We're calling Dean Blundell Crier Media. Dean Blundell podcast. Good morning. Which I hop on with him occasionally. Mm. Dean Yeah, whenever you're not uh not going through something. <laughs> Whenever you and Jimmy don't have a fight that morning. Like that. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, someone needs to explain the Jays hat with the bird and the splooge on the beak. Yeah. Someone, you're right. Someone does need to explain it because um, unless. Uh, unless, unless, of course, uh, they don't want to explain it <laughs> because they made a, a, a grave mistake in error coming out with the the uh, the Reese McGuire Blue Jays baseball cap. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Reese McGuire. You guys no. familiar with Reese McGuire? Yeah, no. he was the one that was pounding off in the parking lot, right? <laughs> it's spring training. Yeah, uh, Grant comes to the rescue here. Big Blue Jays fan. Good one, Grant. Um, <laughs> yeah, so but several years ago, uh, d- during spring training, Reese McGuire was in camp, and uh, he really felt the need to masturbate. And so what he did was, on his way back from spring training, he pulled into a Home Depot, as one does, uh, and gave it a yank. And so I think got caught. like one of those sideways hat tips to the Reese McGuire era, uh, because that's a lot of jizz on that bird's beak. When you, when you look it up on the MLB store, they say it's an ice cream drip. <laughs> oh, is that the, the is that Noah. what they're is that what they're calling yeah. it? <laughs> I wonder how that gets past quality control. Yeah, you know, uh, not wearing that hat. Like, well, like, like that has to go through several design iterations, right? Uh, where like consistently, every single person along the line is like, I don't see a problem with that at all. Yeah, no, put that one out. Yeah, good job, guys. <laughs> yeah, I am. Uh, I'm surprised by that one. That one is more surprising to me than the uh, show us your Regina <laughs> slogans for the tourism Regina. <laughs> that no, guy got fired. No, no, no. That show guy got Regina fired. is far worse than the Bukaki Blue Jay. Uh, Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Bukaki yeah. Blue Jay. Now yeah. I want one. <laughs> I hear they're going to change the mascot from BJ Birdie to Bukaki Blue Jay. Uh, they're trying to capitalize on all those guys that are outside the stadium selling the BJ shirts and nine Yanks is better than a BJ or whatever. <laughs> Uh, well, I guess we're we're no further ahead outside of the fact that the Blue Jays are saying it's an ice cream cone. Yeah. You can make it whatever you want. That's right. the beauty of the time that we live in. You can you can call it whatever you like. All I know is that I just bought one this morning online, uh, and I plan on wearing that everywhere for the rest of my life, and and just entertaining the questions with people. And by the way, better get one before job. they get yanked because someone's going to complain, and then they'll pull them from the store, and then you'll have a yeah. collector's item. That's good for you. Get on it. Bingo. Yeah, I'm going to buy five of them. You, you know what? Also, good news. We've got John Gibbons, former Blue Jays manager, Gibby, on the show today oh, around nice. uh, 3 o'clock this afternoon. Oh, good. So I like we'll Gibby. ask him if he's purchased one of the Jizz hats. One of the, <laughs> the Splooge Jays hats. All right, Dean. Good chatting with you. Have a great day, guys. The Locker Room presents the Grant Report for JT's Bar and Grill, where good people come to enjoy the best food and drinks with other good people. Now, Grant Johnson. You know, it would be irresponsible if I didn't give credit where credit is due here, because I'll admit I spend a lot of time making fun of and criticizing the decisions that our governments make. That's governments, all of them, municipal, provincial, federal, all of them. 
but when they reverse terrible decisions, we need to pat them on the back so that maybe they'll they'll like that feeling of being patted on the back and they'll do more things like this. Uh, so on April 1st, the tax on al- alcohol was supposed to go up 6.3%. It was a record, the biggest increase ever, and people were understandably upset. Well, yesterday, they actually changed it so it will only be going up 2%. They actually went back on something and, and changed a tax to make it less. So while I'm giving them credit, I'm also suspicious because now I'm like, did they purposely say the tax was going to be raised 6.3% only so at the last minute they could say, we hear your concerns and we listen to you. The alcohol tax is only increasing 2%. And now we're celebrating a 2% tax increase on alcohol. If they would have said it was 2% from the start, we would have been mad about it going up 2%. Instead, they told us it's going up 6%. They lower it. They look like heroes. They still increase the tax. Uh, And damn it, now I'm being cynical again. I take back all the pats on the back that I gave them at the beginning of this. I take them all back. The Grant Report is brought to you by our new Regina merchandise for sale now. Show your love of Regina with a new shirt today. Just text for the link to shop. You're in the locker room on 95.7 Cruise FM. It's a lot of chatter in Edmonton right now about transit or LRT. And uh, the latest story is... um, I don't know how to quite get into this. (laughs) If you went online and you did a, uh, just say a random search for sex on Edmonton LRT, you might stumble across a video that's gone somewhat viral here Mm -hmm. of a couple that are performing a sexual act underneath of a yellow blanket. He dropped his towel. (laughs) The blanket. Yeah, about halfway through. So they finish, and he's getting up to put his clothes back on. Because he got fully nude for this thing. He was he, committed. Yeah. Like, he didn't just undo the zipper. No, he no. He fully got naked, and then, oh, yeah, the, blank, the towel, the blanket there dropped off. There's one point when there was, yeah, a lack of uh, ability to hang on to the uh, the tent that they were. Could you ever? No. I have enough time performing with the door shut and the lights out. You have to have no shame (laughs) to get on the train. Well, there's something else going on there, and I think it might be drug-related. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I've seen... This is broad daylight, too. This This is a fairly active train too from what i which you can you can you can kind of hear other people if you listen to the video you can hear other people commenting on the whole thing right like it's not like they went on that and went no it's, oh, there's only one other person on here let's gear down and get going here honey yeah no, no it, this is yeah this is they got arrested which is at least we should probably point that peace out. officers caught them at churchill station and pulled them off the train um took them in there were children on the train um, Are we the only he city? He claims that the naked woman in the video was getting him to put concealer on her legs to cover up blemishes. Okay. So that was a woman that's, that the blanket dropped from. That's not the case. They, they were full on. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen it on the L- like not on the LRT, but in stations. I've seen, like, walked in and. <laughs> really? Uh, and they don't even, in one case, they didn't have a blanket. They just were. Not totally nude, but yeah, going at it. For some reason, you'll see the odd picture of a couple having sex in one of the, um, like, in, like, a bus stop. Like, Mm -hmm. bus stop cover. Like, shelter. Right? Yeah. I don't know if if I've heard of this as much, where they're, like, they're getting it on on the the actual train. Right on the train while people are riding to work or wherever they're going. Is this an Edmonton phenomenon, or is this... Is this a common thing in other cities? That I, the, I don't think this public, is just Edmonton. The public remember, transit is a gong show. Wasn't that incident in Calgary during Stampede with the girl, wasn't that at the LRT no, station? No, that was outside something? of a bar. It was, was outside of a bar? Yeah. 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 Um, but I'd see posts from other places around where people are like, 
I mean, people are getting stabbed on the train in Toronto. Yeah. Um, people are getting pushed on so the tracks. So it's not just, it's not just I Edmonton. I think this is everywhere. Yeah. We just obviously focus on Edmonton more because we're here and we're experiencing it. Experiencing that, right? And is it but getting worse? It's getting was, worse, right? Like we seem to be talking more and more about how, yeah. how awful the, the I, our transit system is here. I like, think it did get way worse. And there was that study, to be fair, that said Edmonton, Edmontonians are way more scared to go on public transit than, than anywhere other, else in Canada. Than anywhere else in Canada. So, yeah. so we are worse mm-hmm. than other cities, but other cities also have uh, similar issues, right? Yeah. Well, thank God our city council's working towards 15-minute cities. <laughs> because that, uh, that, sh- that should be the is, focus that's right all now. That's all they need I got some advice for you. Don't Google sex on public transit. All right? That's exactly what I'm doing as soon as <laughs> yeah, we get now into I'm spots. That. You're in the locker room on 95.7 Cruise FM. We're also on Facebook Live right now. We're doing a reveal. Jimmy's got a brand new onesie for Monster Pro Wrestling. What's this next event called? Good Friday. Friday. No, it's not Good Friday. The buddy's back. Think it's no, no, your enemy. No, your okay. All right. The return. So his his new character is because the Carnival of Chaos. Um, I might be off. Like I might not be telling this the way it happened, but you lost to massive damage, right? So yes. your punishment is you have to be his mini me or whatever. So I'm his belt carrier. So your nasal damage, which is a very appropriate if you know Jimmy, if you've had the pleasure of yeah. spending an evening with Jimmy. I mean, we spent a whole show yesterday trying to solve his smell issues. Yes. Anyway. And I do have some new odor deodorant on the way. It it happens. You you wear out the ability for a deodorant to it's, work. It's like when you take antibiotics too much. Yeah. And then your body, it just stops working, right? Yeah, your, your body builds your up a resistance. Body is over now overpowering. So you've sorted out the... Uh, the. Well, I was going to say, we've been helping Jimmy with his, his costume for his skits because... He's putting together a new Cod outfit piece. and everything. And it's not skits. He went in the first time, and his his thing was pointing straight out. And we're like, "There's children here, and somebody's going to lose an eye." Yeah. Um, so we figured that Strap out. Strap that him. boy down. Actually, yeah. Massive actually called us and thanked us because he didn't know how to bring it up. But yeah. So that's been dealt with. So now you have you're wearing a cup. Yeah. To hold hold Big James down. And you bought a onesie. Can I reveal this it? This is called a singlet. It's okay. not a onesie. This Here. is supposed to be black, but it kind of looks like a heather. Here's, here's the reveal on Facebook Live. There he is. And you got the cup on to hold it down, right? That's pretty, uh, it's pretty tight. It yeah. looked bigger when you pulled it out of the package. Yeah, <laughs> I was actually be looking at it like looking at it on Amazon. I thought it was going to be too big, but nope. When you pull it out of the bag, I thought, "Oh, he's going to be swimming in that thing." I bet you that fit me. Uh, let's try it. No, <laughs> you're not. Put, you're not putting this on. Come on, I'll gear down no. right now. No, I'm not. No. <laughs> so I see the dumper on that thing. Let's see, yeah, it's one of his assets. Definitely, he's got a good dumper. Man, I get, hopefully, I you don't have to go to the, hopefully, you don't have to go to the bathroom in a hurry. <laughs> <laughs> you tried to get out of this thing. So yeah. <laughs> I have to make sure that I'm totally evacuated before I put this it's thing on. It's not black. It's gray. It's kind of a pinstripe. It's yeah. supposed to be black. Yeah. And that's how it looked on... It's not see-through, which is a good thing. That's... Yes, thank you, Amazon. Yeah. Thank you, Jeff Bezos. And the, the cup is working. The, is it? Yeah, it is okay. working, yeah. All right, there you that's go. That's the first thing Grant looks at and zooms in on. Where do we get try. the tickets? Where do we get the tickets for this Monster Pro Wrestling? Oh, you can get them at the, the door, back. or you can get uh, text me, and I'll send you the info, too. Okay, yeah. Yeah, you just have and to we're giving, transfer Christine. We're giving away next week, too. Oh, that's right. On the show, we got tickets all next week? Yeah. Okay, um, so we'll be doing those. Um, and if you're looking for information, probably Monster Pro Wrestling Facebook page is probably the best place to go, and that's where you can yes. hook up with Janice and get tickets. <laughs> Right. Got email her name isn't her. Janice. She'll Christine. meet you at the bus station. Her name isn't we Janice. Had, we had 11 people watching our Facebook Live, and as soon as I turned to Jimmy, it dropped right off. <laughs> people were watching at work. I haven't been able to get to... Uh, I watched maybe half of the latest episode of Succession. I haven't started it yet. Yeah. 
I saw a story yesterday about because it's done, right? They're they're wrapping up, so that cast is now probably on the market and a bit in demand, just based on the success of Succession. No, yeah, would you would think you would think so? Yeah. So Matthew McFadden, is that how you say his last name? He's Tom. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Anyway, he's going to be in Deadpool three. <laughs> He's a perfect fit for a Deadpool movie. I, that's exactly like he's what got I thought. Like a very dry sense of humor, and yeah. yeah. Apparently, um, he is nothing like his character in um, Succession. Oh, really? Like that is that is total acting, and he's brilliant in that show. Was his face matches his character in that show? Do you know what? That's a really <laughs> I mean, good way of putting it. I guess because he has the look of the character. He he's such a dick. Mm-hmm. But endearing in a way. You know who else? You root for him. So Matthew, you're going to start hearing his name more, yeah. I think. Uh, Matthew McFadden, just based on, like I said, his success with, with Succession. The other, Your other favorite is the nephew. Greg. The, t- the tall kid. Yeah. What's his name? Um, the actor's name yeah. is uh, Nicholas Braun. Nicholas Braun, um, I, I would not be surprised if we start seeing him popping up in, in sort of bigger things. Yeah, when I look at his IMDb, it, until Succession up to that point, it was mostly like kids shows. Um, he's bunch, pretty young, right? Yeah, a bunch of kids shows and stuff. I mean, he's 34, but up until then, uh, that's what he was doing, and then... Uh, he's amazing yeah. at that. Yeah. Watch watch him. That's I'm calling it right now. That's my prediction. We're going to start seeing that kid showing up. In some bigger things too, some movies or another TV show, a really successful TV show. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy, you're the religious man in the room. You're the one who uh, spent the most time between the three of us with the Bible. What are uh-huh. the four signs of the apocalypse? There's a number. There's more than just four, but like, there's the. What What are you talking about? I don't know, the four signs of the apocalypse. Uh, Isn't that a thing? Headless horse rider or something. Isn't it like There's death, the, destruction, famine? Oh, the, you're talking... And the, sober curious bars? Death, destruction, pestilence, and famine. Okay, uh, you're, you're talking the... It's sober curious bars. <laughs> the four horsemen of the apocalypse, not signs. Oh, okay. Okay, I, oh, I'm sorry I got it wrong. <laughs> It's over, everybody. It's time we all pack up and just sign off. It's it's done. If you're gonna- Sober curious bars. That's it. Let's just all quit. So, so that's the fifth the horseman. I don't know. I don't know where it is. I don't know what you're talking about. Horsemen and yeah. headless and whatever. It's over. <laughs> it's bad enough there's a term. Right? Now they have established... Now these people have places to go? (laughs) I'm out! Let's all just quit! You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. Study King Grant Johnson, what do you got? Nearly half of single people have received unsolicited nudes from dates. This is becoming more and more common, eh? Yeah. Um, so they said the average um, user on a dating app uh, will receive a, about five unsolicited nude images during their dating history. Well, at least life isn't boring anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was uh, half of single people have, have like matched with someone and then boom, there's the picture of, of yeah. the unit. And yeah. Well, our boss accidentally in a um, early morning fog sent a um, what he is saying is a semi nude, but I don't know He's, about that. Yeah, I don't know. I still think he. I think it was more. So he accidentally sent a photo to somebody that used to work here. Yeah, and she had just started. She had just started. Ironically, she didn't last long in the building. <laughs> he says he meant to send. Well, he obviously meant to send it to somebody else. That he was seeing at the time, accidentally yeah. texted it to to her, and then had to explain. Whoa, sorry, wrong person. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That's, that's he, just, he, someone I was dating right now. I was supposed to get that. He says he was just shirtless in it, but I don't know. We're pretty sure that there was a little more. <laughs> Maybe the tip. 
He didn't say what he had captured in the photo with. Nothing. Nothing. No. Yeah. I'm surprised he told us yeah. about that, to be I honest. I think he was trying to get ahead of it so that we wouldn't hear it like from someone else. And then, oh, yeah. So he was trying to get ahead of it and be like, it was just a shirtless photo. Just huh? a shirt. It was just shirtless. Yeah. I was just, yeah. <laughs> Very funny. I Could you wrap your head? Oh, did you do this with Mac when you were like? No. Like just starting out dating? <laughs> yeah. No. I'm not the guy that. Hey, we're going to go on a date on Friday. Ahead of time, though. Here's a. No. Shirtless? No, no. Nothing like that. Do you believe him, Jimmy? No. Jimmy sent these photos before. Uh, he was reacting to one that he got. We should throw that out there because Jimmy's not the. Hey, ladies. Yeah, I'm not the one standing in front of the mirror Here's taking a picture. Of <laughs> Here it is. Yeah. Jimmy is very comfortable in very little clothing, which is is yeah. entertaining for us. We find that funny, but I don't know if he's the type that initiates. No, no I'm not an exchange. No, no, there's no no chance. He could be easily talked into it yeah. from the female side of things. Like if if he was in a in a chat with a girl and she was like, hey. Let me see it. Hey, big guy. Yeah. You would definitely. I've re- received many uh, from many nudes, but only s- sent out two in my life. I have never. You've never done it. Do you never wife, done? No. Even as no, a joke, like, no. Here's me helicopter and. Well, I've told you, I told you the one story one time. See, because when I do anything that is remotely sort of attempting to be yeah. sexy, which I can't pull off, <laughs> right? Um, I It will kill the mood. So I don't do it very often because she'll just start bursting out laughing. Mm-hmm. And then um, I find it hard to get but her in the mood if she's got tears rolling down her eyes because she's laughing so hard. But that's what I was saying. Like, you've never even sent it as a joke? Like, no. No, I never have. I should. Maybe, I should, or maybe I should start. <laughs> I don't know if I could get much momentum going there. <laughs> You're not going to take off? <laughs> if we're being honest, yeah. It'd be a stationary helicopter. <laughs> well, I told you the one story where, I, as a joke, I bought a pair of turquoise bikini oh, yeah. bottoms, right? Um, and I, I never really wore them. I just, I paid the 25 bucks or whatever. And then I had them in my drawer in one night. This was years ago. It was in St. Albert though. Mm-hmm. I, uh, she was in the bat in the bathroom getting ready for bed. And I was like, okay, I'm going to put these on. So I geared down really quickly and I threw them on and I got underneath the covers. And when she came out of the bedroom, I went, <laughs> what do you think, honey? And I'm sitting there cross-legged. And like I said, there was a lot of laughter, just a lot of laughter. <laughs> Before we get into last night's game, which was was a beauty of a game, I just want to read a quick Oilers Nation headline that made me laugh out loud. Jack Please. Campbell has tied the Edmonton Oilers record from 1999 to 2000 <laughs> for the most wins in a season, allowing four-plus goals. <laughs> is we it, do our digging, you know? Yeah. Is it time that the Oilers organization... Does something drastic with, with respect to the Jack Campbell situation? Like, I mean, like send him down, bring up somebody else. It, it, do you think there's that conversation happening within the organization? I honestly, do, I honestly don't. I really don't. I think that you know they gave him the five by five, a ton of money, a ton of term. This year has obviously been a disaster, but I legitimately think they're going to. We're going to come back. We're going to try and regroup. There's also the human element side of it where sometimes guys sign a big ticket and their first year on a new contract is pretty terrible. Mm-hmm. As an example, Ryan Nugent Hopkins signed his eight-year extension with the Oilers. His first year was bad. Yeah. This year, You're right. fast forward, he's pushing 100 points. So I honestly think with Jack Campbell, the plan is, all right, this season, let's just flush it. 
Let's get through it. He's probably going to get maybe one or one, maybe two more starts before the year's over. Give Stuart Skinner a little bit of rest. But I think they'll come back next year. They'll regroup and hope that he's better. But what I do think will happen is that the Oilers will sign a more experienced third string goalie. Yeah. Just in case this doesn't go well. And if that yeah. doesn't go well, then maybe they do what the Kings did with Cal Peterson and they send him down to the AHL to try and rebuild his game. But buyout's not happening. They're not going to have that ta- uh, that cap hit tacked on for eight years. They're not going to trade him because nobody's going to want to take on yeah. that contract unless it's a massive sweetener going along with it. So I think that they're just going to try and rebuild him up and make sure his confidence is set and look ahead at next season because right now Stuart Skinner's our guy. And the fortunate part, Locke, is that Stuart Skinner, even with his extension kicking in next year, having both Campbell and Skinner locked in as your goaltending tandem at less than eight million bucks is actually really nice. Okay. Look at league looking yeah. at league averages. Like it's not a bad price to spend on your goaltending. So I legitimately think they're gonna be patient with him, even though a lot of Oilers fans are not. I just that third period in Arizona. <laughs> it's oh it's stressful. I'm not gonna lie. It's stressful when he's in that because like <laughs> you don't know what's gonna happen. But that same point down the stretch in the third period and into uh, he made some big saves to lock in that win. It's just yeah. what's weird about Jack Campbell is sometimes he'll make just a monster save and you go whoa, but then a like a then a stinker goes in on him and you go well how does that happen? How do you stop like the ten bell one and then the other one goes in? So. We'll see, but I my my guess, and I would bet on it, is that the Oilers are going to be patient with them going into next year. You mentioned Nuge there having Nuge! a good year. Five points last night. Seven games left in the season, right? When's he hitting 100 points? Which game Man. are you predicting? Tomorrow. He like I could see him doing it, but I would love for him to do it tomorrow against the Kings. That is a massive game. They need to win it, but I could see him doing it on Saturday. Mm-hmm. You know, I think within the next couple games, I just as president and CEO of the Ryan Nugent Hopkins Fan <laughs> Club since 2011, this is like this is my Graceland right now. I took so much crap from a lot of people over the years when he was yeah. having his ups and downs, being like, "Oh, the Oilers shouldn't extend him. You're keep Nuge forever. Bit is dumb." And I was like, "Oh, you watch, you watch." <laughs> to, be, to be fair, I never expected a hundred point season to come out of the kid, but he's just playing some great hockey. Everything he's doing is like everything he touches turns to gold last night like five points like you said last night that's ridiculous i saw was is that his name from oilers nation yep yep uh he tweeted a picture about like can't wait to show my kids this photo one day and tell them how lucky we were to watch this oilers team because it was (laughs) kane hyman uh dry side all mcdavid and nuge all sitting together last night after the game that's well that's it that's the thing about the oilers right now is they've got they everybody calls it kind of the big Big four. four where it's Connor, Leon, Nuge, and Zach Hyman. But like if Evander Kane wasn't hurt with his wrist injury and then broken ribs, like he would be right in that mix with those other guys too. So the the high end depth that the Oilers have up front right now is really, really nice. And if they can match it up with what's going on down in the lineup and those guys are starting to score a little bit. Yeah. Matias Ekholm came in and he sold to solidify the mm-hmm. defense a little bit. The Oilers just need some saves. They can make a run here. They've got a good team. This is a damn good team. Yeah, it, it, it definitely is. And I think that's why I'm so hyper-focused on the goaltending because if that piece was there, this team is... And that's why I always get scared about like a team like the Jets who are sitting there bubbling. They're dying right now. They're having a bad, a bad time to have a slump. Uh, but that team, like, if they get into the playoffs, Hellebach can, like, win them a series. He did it against the Oilers in the weird yeah. bubble playoffs. Yeah, he, yeah. He did it. yeah, absolutely. So, um, and we don't, we don't have that, but we have one of the most exciting teams to be iced in the NHL in the last 25, 30 years, like, mm-hmm. as far as forwards go. Last night was just, that was a clinic. They put it well. It was it was yes, lock. It was a clinic, and the fact that the Oilers were on the second half of a back to back, and they had that much jam and that much juice, you could tell the boys were fired up to play. They knew how important that was. If you lost last night's game, you are down what was like five or seven points or yeah. seven points to the Golden Knights. That means the Pacific Division is just kind of out of reach for you, like gone. But now they're three back of Vegas. They're one back of LA. All of a sudden, if the Oilers go on a little run here, maybe get a little bit of luck, the division is right there. They could do this. They've got some big games coming up against LA too before the season goes. So mm-hmm. 
They're right in the mix. They're playing. They're kind of peaking at a perfect time right now. How far away are we from securing? Grant and I were looking at that quickly just before we jumped on. Securing a playoff spot. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I know we're all like we're getting into the playoffs. This team is going to be in the first round. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. But what? When are we securing that? Probably in the next couple of games, right? So the Oilers' magic number as of today is four. So we need either the Oilers to gain four points or we need Winnipeg to lose four points. So the earliest they can clinch is probably, I think if they win tomorrow, the earliest they can clinch is probably Friday, but we're, we're right in the mix here. Like this is, this is days now we're going to have, we're going to have clinch miss right away. So really pumped about it. I mean, we were talking on these hits and, what December? We were having completely different conversations. Yeah, about yeah. Team, so no kidding. Um, well, some of the some of the moves that Holland's made in the last couple of months have been, you know, getting Kane back. Um, and this team is just they're they're gelling. And it's not just McDavid having this like unbelievable year. It's the rest of the team as well. I, I think I think they can taste it. I th- I think that's what's happening here. You got a team last night watching them play. It was like these guys want it. They want it. They're, they've got their um, their their defensive zone stuff figured out that wasn't there at the beginning of the season. It's it's all coming together. It's ah. Oh. Try not to get too excited here. <laughs> Me too. It's super exciting. Like like I said, when we were doing these hits in December, it was a, there was a dark cloud hanging over the team. But then when the calendar flipped to 2023, they just they really turned it on. Matias Ekholm coming in has just really solidified things. I thought I remember when that trade happened, and I was just kind of I was a little bit worried about the power play. I was just like, oh, Tyson Berry was so good on the power play. I yeah. hope it doesn't affect it at all. Has not missed a beat. They went three for three last night in a huge game against Vegas. So. Having Matias Ekholm in, it's like the perfect player that they needed. And I think they're going to be tough. I don't know that anybody wants to match up with the Oilers in round one. Nurse is kind of relaxed a bit as well. Like you can see him. Yes. He's finding his game a little bit. Like he's moving around. When he, when he's effective, he's using his speed through the neutral zone and like being part of the charge and sometimes leading it. Right, and that's the thing that I I don't think we saw from Nurse when he was playing mm-hmm. forty five minutes a game, right? Yeah, hundred exaggerating two thousand percent. In fact, like he, having Ekholm there with him, it just mm-hmm. kind of calmed him down. It takes pressure off that Nurse CC pairing, and all of a sudden, Darnell Nurse has got three goals in his last five games. He's got five points in his last five games. Like you're right, a hundred percent. He settled down. He's playing more like the guy that we need him to be, and it he's not trying to do too much. It's almost like he doesn't. And again, I'm just guessing. I have no idea, but he, it's almost like he feels like he's like, Oh, I don't have to do everything. Cause he knows that if he's not on the ice, our big Viking overlord is coming right back. <laughs> onto the topic, So yeah. Um, by the way, just really a quick betting tip from Locke. I'll just throw Please. that up, throw this out there. Uh, you may not want to do the under. <laughs> no, the no, under was yeah. pretty much blowing on the first period last <laughs> night on me. Well, and you know what? Life's too short to bet the under. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. There he is. Bag Milk, Oilers Nation. Thank you for your time as always, my friend. Thanks for having me. With the conflict in Ukraine, Russia, there's constant uh, air raid sirens. Mm-hmm. So this will go off. And it's all on phones now. Yeah. Right? Everybody's phones. Attention. Just air like the emergency alert. alert. Uh, service to the alert. nearest shelter. Don't be careless. Your overconfidence is your weakness. This is real, by the way. Mm -hmm. Attention. The air alert is over. May the force be with you. They're using Mark Hamill. The air alert is over. That's becoming a thing. Because you remember when they were talking about doing notifications like on a bus or something and it was Morgan Freeman? Yeah, this is a little different, though. This is in the middle of a war. They got Luke Skywalker doing the... Yeah, this is different than getting Sam Jackson for your turn-by-turn... Navigation. This is a, a bomb air raid. No, you, this is pretty wild. To have. You may die. Here's Luke Skywalker to warn you about. But it. here's it's a odd. guy from Star Wars to cheer you up. <laughs> but at least it's you know I, I like it. It's just interesting. It, it's different. Yeah, I'll play it again. Attention, air raid alert. Proceed to the nearest shelter. 
Don't be careless. Your overconfidence is your weakness. This is not a joke. This is real. Yeah, this is... I gotta, say, if somebody, I gotta if somebody just this. turned on the radio, that's what they hear. <laughs> <laughs> that's, Sorry, no, no. This, no we're Mark good. Hamill we're, voiced it for Ukraine, though. Yeah. That's the app they use um, for the air raids in Ukraine. They have a very different sense of humor. That's one thing that I've learned about this conflict and knowing mm-hmm. somebody that's actually there, living there, and been in con- con- uh, contact with them, Alex de Rebekoff. Um, they're, yeah, they're, they're quite... Do you remember at the beginning of the war, there was videos uh, popping up where they would steal tanks and it yeah. would be funny TikTok they're stuff? They're driving them with their, with their tractors. And they'd be drunk. They'd be pulling them all or, around. Yeah, but they were funny videos. There was that one video... They had a hockey stick yeah. with a Ukraine um, like jacket on it, and they were sticking it into the streets, and the Russians <laughs> were shooting at it, and they would be laughing. Like, at least they're finding a way to mm-hmm. keep things light. And I think, I, I don't know if that's what this is. I think it's probably to calm people down a little bit rather than hearing that siren and everybody gets all all frantic and at least it's there's a little bit of a calming voice what was i reading um that air raid siren goes off in certain parts of ukraine what is it like more than nineteen thousand times so far but it goes off on a daily basis yeah sometimes 15 20 25 30 times a day can you imagine living like that like i i get stressed out when our when you know, like if you're in a bar and everyone's mm-hmm. phones go off, that that's like instant anxiety. It's just like or when okay, the fire alarm goes off in the building or at your house or whatever. If you hear it so much, maybe it um, wouldn't be as stressful. But still, like yeah, he's We're actually, very lucky. Um, Mark Hamill like voicing this for Ukraine, and then he's actually selling autographed Star Wars themed posters right now too. To raise money? Uh, to raise money to buy them uh, drones. <laughs> awesome. I like Mark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I can't wait to see him in uh, Burt Kreischer's movie. The Machine. The Machine, which is out soon, I think. he. Uh, I think it's out Yeah, in- I don't think Mark's a very good actor, but I think that's going to be a good movie. Yeah, I think he's actually a bad actor. Yeah. <laughs> he's not great. <laughs> but <laughs> I think he's actually... Jimmy's sitting there just suing. Listen, we love Luke Skywalker, but that doesn't mean we have to just blindly think Mark Hamill's a good actor. He's not. He's been in some bad stuff, but saying he's a bad actor. He is a bad actor. Is <sighs> even his roles in the new Star Wars not good? Not very good. Not good. He was way better when he was a kid, and he was more believable for me. But yeah, since then, like growing a little bit older and. And seeing him in the odd thing here and there, it was always like, what's he doing here? That commercial he did yeah. with um, Luke Bacard or whatever yeah, for Skip the Dishes. Do you remember was, that one? Yeah, it was him. It was Uber Eats. Oh, it was Uber Eats. And it was Patrick Stewart. Sorry. <laughs> Look, we're not the only ones here. There's <laughs> stories, uh, awful performances in brilliant mov- movies. Mark Hamill is the first one to pop up. We get it. Star Wars, you're a big Star Wars. You have a Jedi Jimmy podcast. It's hard to hear, but he's, he's not a successful good actor. actor. He's not a good actor. There you go. Sorry, I just moved my sharp objects away from me, so I'm not throwing them at people. Hey, I've been on the radio for years, and I'm horrible at this. <laughs> <laughs> successful, but not good. You've been listening to The Locker Room Podcast, your official MMA show. A midget, millennial, and an asshole. Catch the show live weekday mornings on 95.7 Cruise FM.